Welcome back to another episode of Paddy's Playbook. I'm your co-host, Sammy J, and what a week of rugby league it has been. What's your thoughts on this, Paddy? This potentially <laughs> could be the best day of my life. I'm on top of the world. Round nine, NRL, done and dusted. We're heading into Magic Round, baby. Eight games, one city, one stadium. Shut the gate. Let's go. Hit the intro. Coming in at six foot four, number one, Patty's Playbook. Hey guys, I'm your host Patty, and welcome to Patty's Playbook, the show for all you sports lovers out there. We cover NRL, NBA, NFL, plus many more sports. You can find us on Instagram at Paddy's Playable. I can hear the sport calling us. Let's dive into this episode, baby. All righty. We're going to change things up a little bit this week. What are we doing first? We are doing our player of the round this week. And we are doing this because my player of the week has broken a rugby league world record. Josh Adokar scoring six tries in one game. First man to do this since the 8th of July in 1950. I don't have to tell you his stats, boys and girls. This is why he's my player of the round. Six tries. That is beastly. That's beastly. And I can respect that. He's probably the best winger in the competition in regards to premiership winner, state of origin. Maybe not the informed winger of 2021, but he's the best winger in the competition over the last four to five years. No doubt about that. Mm -hmm. But I think I can top you. I've been having dreams about this bloke lately. <laughs> oh, God, that's not good. And <laughs> Do I have something to worry about? Nothing to worry about here <laughs> because we're dealing with a superstar, a man who we've talked about two or three weeks ago, a man who will be representing the New South Wales Blues, rolling on that sky blue beautiful jersey, a man who's six foot four, 102 kilos, Thomas Trevojevic. Tommy Turbo, Mr. T, this man... I've never seen someone do this before. This, it's a big call, but this is arguably the best individual performance I've ever seen. Wow. Ever seen. Wow. And I need, to, I need to cut to the chase because I've said this a few weeks ago. Tom Travojevic is the most influential player ever, arguably ever. What he's done for Manly, we discussed at the start of the year, they were, they were rat shit. They had the second worst start to NRL history regards to their four and against losing games, he's coming to the squad and they generally look like a top five or six side, just like that. Mm. Yeah, their defense is down, but his influence on this manly side is ridiculous. Yeah, I would have to agree. It's ridiculous. His impact is second to none. So, wow, we're dealing with a bloke on the weekend, 18 runs for 235 meters, two tries, five line breaks, four try assists, three line break assists, eight tackle breaks. If he's not scoring them, he's setting them up. If he's not setting them up, he's getting in, overalls on, doing the hard yards, nitty-gritty stuff. This bloke's incredible. State of origin. Put him in the centers. Put him on the wing. Tedesco goes down again. He'll be playing fullback. Yeah. It's just incredible, honestly. Tommy Turbo. I'm breathless, brother. I am breathless. That's, let's roll on because that was just... <laughs> what a man. 
So they are our player of the weeks for round nine. Let's head into some NRL news, Paddy. Jack DeBellin has been found not guilty to one of six charges against him. So he will remain subject to the no-fault stand-down while serious criminal charges remain against him. So meaning he will not be able to play at this point in time. Until those further charges are... Well, I'm no judge or anything. We'll see what happens with that. I'm not going to make any comments on the court case. I'm no lawyer, as I said, but I think the NRL will be nervous because my understanding is it'll potentially be going to a third trial now because the jury hasn't found an outcome. And a lot of the time going to a third trial, it doesn't happen. Well, the third trial just doesn't happen. Most, a lot of the times, in my understanding, it just gets thrown out. Mm. So if that gets thrown out, he'll be eligible to play. My understanding is the NRL's kept their lips pretty hush tight many comments obviously but i think DeBellin might sue the nrl that's just my little input well he hasn't been able to play since 2018 we're talking two and a half years here i'm pretty sure he took on the nrl and took them to the high court for five hundred thousand dollars it's not cheap to go there he lost that case if he's found not guilty he's missed two and a half years of playing i think the nrl could be in trouble i said this from the start to family, friends, people at work, mates at work, everyone, that I was not a fan of the stand-down policy because we've got other systems around. It's not the NRL's responsibility to decide if someone's guilty or not guilty. Mm. That's just my opinion. There's, there's courts, there's judges, there's systems in place for these outcomes to be made. I don't know. That's just my opinion. And I, I think the NRL are genuinely going to be scared and nervous if he walks out free, a free man. Mm. That's just my opinion, so... No comments on the case. I, yeah. yeah, it's hard for us to just, comment on it because we don't know the ins and outs of it and, and whatever else. But Just for the NRL, I reckon there's shit in their dacks. <laughs> God. <laughs> Moving on. Kyle Flanagan axed at halftime. What does this mean for Kyle and his future, babe? What are your thoughts on this? I do feel sorry for this young bloke. It's not that he's playing terribly, but it's, it's more of a bulldog side in general. I've said this every week. They, they, lack, they don't lack effort. They're, they're there for 80 minutes. They don't back down. It's just the polish on the end of their sets and their key positions. Mm. And the, the, the matter of the fact is he's a seven. Sevens get paid the most, arguably, in this competition. They're on the big bucks. Things go well. They're praised. Nathan Cleary, you're, you're a god. You're a god. Jerome Hughes, all these great sevens. Mitchell Moses is coming into his own this year. He's playing a lot better. They get praised. But when she gets the fan, unfortunately, they're, 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 their head's on the chopping blocks. They're the first player. Not good enough. This, that. It's as simple as that. So yeah, I feel sorry for him too because they they play in a team. You know, he's he's in a he's in a team. Exactly. There's 13 blokes on the field at a time, so it's it is what it is. He'll he'll probably get named this week. We'll see. I'm not reading too much into it. The media could be having a a field day with this. You know, oh, accident half time. Like yeah, exactly, exactly. And then he'd be named in the team list. For all we know, he could have had a minor injury or something. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else that you would like to add to news? We discussed this briefly last week. Xavier Coates has officially signed with the Melbourne Storm for two years. Great signing. Going to be a superstar. He'll probably replace Adokar on the wing, right? Yeah, Adokar will leave. To be- he'll be heading to Belmore and Coates will come straight in and slide in. Great signing. The Adam Reynolds contract saga. It's still floating around. It's getting strange. It's getting very strange. So my understanding is the Sharks are not interested anymore. They've pulled the pin. Brisbane, I think they've offered him three years, but he wants four years. Time is cutting down because you've got clubs that want to lock up their halves because, as I stated before, the halves are generally the highest paid positions. Your halfback is your key man. He's on big money. 
And you want to lock up your salary cap going into next year. Mm. You want to know your main players going into 2022, who you're locking up, and then you can build around that. Your little other, your younger, not younger players, but players on less money, two, 300K here and there, fill them in. But it's crucial to lock in your halves and have that main money locked up going into the year ahead. So that's interesting. Some officials from the NRL bunker have been stood down from Friday night's performance. Rightfully so. I was bloody fuming over this. I know you. Yeah, you're a bit revved up about that. Um, it, it is what it is. They've. It is what it is. But it goes back to a couple of weeks ago when we talked about fucking consistency uh-huh. in this. And how Dylan Brown did not get sin binned for that is uh, like I'm. I'm fucking speechless. I know you weren't happy. I'm. I'm not going to bash the bunk here. They've stood down. They know they got it wrong. But I'm with you. They couldn't. They looked at the review, and Murata Niyokora. Head high tackle on Teddy. That's what they got the report for. And then they didn't even see the knees in the back. They've watched it that many times. The ref even asked the bunker when he went for the review of the try, can you check the knees in the back? Can you check the foul play? They missed it. They missed it. How do you miss something like that? They missed it. I, I couldn't. I'm scratching my head as well. So we go into half time, and then they come back at half time, report. He's on report. So it took them literally 10 to 20 minutes. Then Rooster's head coach, Trent Robinson's fuming because he has to make a subtle quick change not subtle but a quick change off the top of his head going into the second half because he just finds out that someone's on report so that's where we would have seen joseph swale the young gun 18th man come in mm, they, could so have used they could have used the 18th man I'm not saying it changed the game Parramatta were the better side we'll get into our review mm. in a second but that was just shambles that was as i blew up about two weeks ago at the bunker i'm not going to go there again but that was a bit strange yeah off topic and my last thing is the Canberra Raiders. They're in turmoil. The Canberra Raiders are in shambles at the moment, unfortunately. There's been, we've, we've discussed it last week, Joe Tarpany's wife of social media coming out, Josh Hodgson stepping down from the captaincy role, Big Papa has been dropped and rested. What is it? He's come back now. Former Canberra Raider, John Bateman, has been going off on the socials as well, blasting the club, asking how's all this media inside goss, inside scoop being released to the public? It's ridiculous. Because you're getting the inside scoop, George Williams, their halfbacks homesick, apparently. It's a bit of a shit fight down there. I don't know what's... We'll get to our review in a second, but... Something's going on. It's tough, so... Just before we get into our round nine review, we have 29 days until State of Origin. We do. Let's unpack this topic a little bit. Okay. From the Blues side. Let's go Blues. Next week, we'll do Maroons. Yeah. So this week, we're just going to do our New South Wales Blues locks. Locks, regardless, they'll be there. If they're not injured, suspension, COVID protocols, whatever it has to be, regardless, these blokes will be there. Boots buckled up, jersey slid on, let's rumble. State of Origin game one. So, James Tedesco, number one. James Tedesco will be a lock regardless. He'll be there for sure. I've got 100% lock. The Fox, Josh Adekar on the wing, try scoring freak. You discussed it before, what he did on the weekend, six tries. He'll be there. Nathan Cleary is lock at seven. Nathan Cleary is a lock. I've also got a lock in the back line. My man, I'm throwing. Three player of the weeks, Tommy Turbo. Yeah. He'll be there. It doesn't matter. Put him on the wing. Put him in the centers. It does not matter. He'll be wearing the sky blue jersey. Yeah. The versatility, unbelievable. The sixth position is still up for grabs. We can't lock in a Whiten, a Luai, a Cody Walker. That's up for grabs. I think Damian Cook is a lock. Lock at nine. Yeah. He's been there before. 80 minutes, tough player, experience, good leader, good defender, and a very, very quick out of the hooking position. Acceleration. I think he'll be there. He'll be given the first crack anyway. Yeah, I think so too. For game one. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. We move to our forwards. I think Jake Travojevic, yep. lock, whether you start him at lock. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the pun, but <laughs> or you put him on the bench. It doesn't matter. He can fill in up front row. He's a lock. Angus Crichton, lock. Yeah, definitely. Yep. He would easily fill into Boyd Cordner's posi- um, spot, that left side spot in the back row. And I've got Frizzell on the other side. He's been there before, represents Australia, represented the Blues. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. Yep. So then we move up to our front row. I think Daniel Saifidi has been playing well for the Knights. He's been there before. Junior Paulo for Parramatta, whether you start him on the bench or in the starting 13. What about the centres? Do you think Latrell Mitchell will get a shot back in centres this year? I think he will get a shot, but I'm not going to lock him up mm-hmm. because they could roll with Jack White in the centres with Turbo. Yeah. There's a few options. I don't know how Freddie's thinking there, obviously, but... Oh, another lock. Payne Haas from Brisbane. Mm. Front rower. He's absolute. Just demolition derby when he puts the boots on. He's ridiculous. Big engine. I think he'll be there for sure. So, And then I guess, yeah, I'd like to say Asayo from Penrith. Love him. I think he's a top three lock in the competition right now. He's on fire, but you've got options. Cam Murray, Victor Radley. Cam Murray's injured. Origin Sulawale. He should, be, should get the green light for Origin. Even Dale Finucan. There's There's options there. Yeah. So I, I think Yo will be in the side, but I can, fortunately I can't lock him up. So that's those players right there. Teddy, Fox, Turbo, Cleary, Cook, Safidi, Haas, Travojevic, Frizzell, and Angus Crichton. They're locks for you. And Paulo, they're all locks. Those players will be there regardless. Awesome. All right. Well, stay tuned for our Queensland side next week. And we will start to talk about Origin a little bit more once closer to the date, 29 days to go from today. So that's exciting. Okay. Let's jump into our Thursday night round nine starter. Storm defeat the Rabbitohs 50-0. Yeah. So you, you touched base on this before. The Fox, six tries. First time in 71 years, I believe. I was really in, like, surprised with this score being two top teams. It was pretty pathetic from Rabbitohs. 100%. Understandably, they have a few injuries, but that's not good enough. It's not good enough because the Sydney Roosters have the worst injuries in the comp right now. And we'll touch base on their game on Friday night, but they were relentless. They didn't back down. This was just... Rabbits, plenty of injuries, but it just comes down to attitude, in my opinion. They just weren't good enough. They were not good enough. And to Storm's credit, they completed at 93% and were on fire. They literally just rolled through them. And I'm happy to sit here right now and say Harry Grant, the Melbourne Storm hooker, is the best hooker in the competition. Full stop. He is fucking incredible. This bloke, to think Melbourne, I've discussed this a few weeks ago with you. Cam Smith, he's gone. Harry Grant comes in and, like, he just doesn't miss a beat. It's, I'm just blown away by this guy. I honestly think he's the best hooker in the competition. 23 years young as well. He's got a long career ahead of him. Yeah, scary. Next game? Next game, please. Okay, all right. Friday night, Panthers defeat the Sharks 48-0. So Penrith Cruz with this very calm, patient performance, in my opinion. They had 63% possession of the ball, so they just, just dominated. Just dominated. Like, you look at the stats here. I'll just do a quick breakdown. Penrith doubled the Sharks' run meters, doubled their offloads. They had eight line breaks to the Sharks' zero. Penrith had 16 missed tackles. Sharks had 45. Oh, wow. They just fucking ripped and teared. Like, ripping and tearing, ripping and tearing. One little thing I just want to touch base on Penrith is their key positions. This is just my opinion. 
I'm biased, but I just want to get this out of my system because I've been thinking of this for the last three to four weeks. Nathan Cleary, top five halfback in the NRL. I think he's the best in the NRL, but I'm going to play it safe. Top five halfback in the NRL. I think he's the best. Yep. Jerome Luai, top five, five, eight in the NRL. Yep. Brian Toto, top five winger in the NRL. I think he's the, <laughs> I think he's the best informed winger of 2021, but I'm, I'm opening the gate to give some leeway and not be so biased. He's a top five winger in the NRL. Asai Yo, I touched base on him before. Top five lock in the NRL. Apikorosa, hooker. Top five hooker in the NRL. It's really hard not to be biased when your team is performing the way that the Penrith Panthers are. What about James Fisher-Harris? Yeah. What about him? Like, he's a fucking gun. He's an angry-looking motherfucker that wants to rip heads off. Top five prop in the NRL. I'm happy to say he's a top two or three prop. Top prop. Mm. You look at the key positions, that's just where I want to leave it with Penrith. I've had that thought for a while. I don't want to just unramble every week and just be biased, 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 but that's my opinion, and they're rolling, so... We move on. I have nothing else to say. Yep. So next game on Friday, Eels defeat the Roosters 31-18. to 18. So I'm the first person to put my hand up and say that my tip was very wrong this week. What about um your little boy, Sammy Walker? <laughs> we had this discussion last week. I think he did his job. He did his job against Mitchell Moses, and Eels, at the end of the day, were just the better team. They were. I'm not saying he had a bad job. Sam Walker had a tri-assist, line-break assist, made his tackles, but... I don't think we're going to hear a peep for a while. I'm just hoping. See, everyone sit back and just relax on this boy. We saw what happened to his ankle. We'll get to the injuries. I'm pretty sure he's been given the green light for round 10 if needed, but he's going to get targeted week in, week out. Yeah. And I feel sorry for him because Trent Robinson had Kiri, Locker Lamb at the start, Drew Hutchinson's there. Those players are all gone. Mm. They're all out. And now Sam Walker's been thrown into the mix. He's not fully prepared for this. He's a great talent and he's handling it well. He says, give me the fucking ball. He's ready. He doesn't back down. See, I I'm, love it. I'm of the opinion that he can handle it. I, I personally don't think he can. Why? His body can't keep up with it. He's been thrown into the mix. Well, you've got to start somewhere, bro. You've got to start somewhere. But he's played five or six games and he's already, I'm pretty sure his shoulder's fucked. Shoulder reconstruction, his AC joint. Why don't you would, go and give Trent Robinson a call and ask him that you're, tell him that you're ready? Why don't you go? Sam Walker would shred me up. He'd there eat me go. for breakfast. I'm just saying. I've been saying it for weeks, and I'm backing myself here. I'm backing myself. I think he's fantastic. Great talent. I'm not going to go down that avenue again. But the media, I'm glad this is happening because they're going to be quiet about it now. Yeah. Don't pump his tires up too much, and I'm sick of hearing it. And maybe the same thing happened to Kyle Flanagan a bit, you know? Look at him now. Maybe. Maybe. But anyway, to the game. Anyway, so- yeah, let's talk about the actual game. Eels were definitely the better team here. Yeah, they controlled this. Great patient performance, similar to Panda of 64% possession. They were just in control. But for Roosters, just such a gutsy, strong, gritty performance. Yeah. Down on troops. They lose two players during the match. They've just got a great culture. I think I say it every week. And it's the next man up mentality. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Shout out to Nat Butcher. 70 tackles. 70 fucking tackles. Ben Marsky, they hook us 69 tackles. It just shows how dominant the Eels were with the ball. Yeah. You've pretty much got two players making 70 tackles. And for the Eels, Paulo, RCG, Gutherson set the platform and guided their troops home, and Moses played off the back of that. It's pretty, pretty simple. Eels, when they play nice and direct and hard through the middle, they look like a good football side. I'm just worried when they, go, they move too laterally sometimes with the ball, and some top sides might be able to eat them up. But you can't fault them. A win's a win, and we move on. That's right. 
Firstly, on Saturday, we have the Knights defeat the Raiders 24-16. I think last week I mentioned that if Raiders lose this game, then this is, you know, this is their top four position. Gone. Yeah, the Canberra Raiders, I couldn't agree more with you, will not be in the top four this year, unfortunately. It's just, I'm speechless. Yeah. I'm speechless. They've had a great start in this match. They're up 16-0, and they lost the second half 24-0. How does that happen? Well, we're sitting here. I've crunched some numbers together. And over their last five games, the last five games they've lost, so they're losing straight. The Canberra Raiders' second half performances, they have been outscored. I repeat, the Canberra Raiders have been outscored 93 to 8. So I'm telling you, over these last five games, the Canberra Raiders' losing streak, they've only scored eight points. It's less than two points a, a second half. Mm. Wow. 93 to 8, it's just incredible. And I just, I don't know where the issue's coming from. Mm. I just don't know how. They've been playing so good first halves and then it just falls apart. What is Ricky Stewart doing in the sheds to them at this time? I'm pretty sure they're up 24-0 against the Cowboys. Just, uh, that's mind-blowing. So, yeah, it was a fun game to watch for the Knights. Clem Safidi outstanding up front, just bashing them up the guts. Awesome. And Kalen Ponga, he was, he was crucial. Good. Yeah, he was, he was really good. He was in crucial in this. One try, one line break, one try assist, one line break assist, three offloads, seven tackle breaks, four from four goal kicking. He's a superstar. I probably would have picked Kalen Ponga for my player of the round if Josh Adekai didn't have his record. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Tommy T, baby. Yeah. Tommy T. <laughs> Gosh. I can, appreciate I can appreciate Tommy T. I'm just blown away. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next up, Titans defeat the Tigers 36 to 28. Yeah, so Titans just have so much attacking flair. They can literally score anywhere on the park. Tigers kick off. The Titans score, Tigers kick off, bang, second try, let's go off the kickoff. One yep. play. Like, they've just got the flair. But their, their issue is defense. The Titans, I said this last week, they need to decide what team they want to be. Because they can score 20, 30, 40 points like that, but they don't want to defend. And that's all attitude. And if they want to be a top five, six side in this comp, they need to learn to defend. So, yeah, a win's a win, though. Tigers are similar. They score plenty of points, but they just lack an identity for me. Like, what, so- what footy side do they want to be? I don't know. It's Personally, for the Tigers, I think they need a rebuild. I think they need to go from the board down. They have no identity, the Tigers. They have no identity. and it's, I, I honestly feel sorry for their fans. Yeah. So, we move on. We move on. Okay, lastly, for Super Saturday, Cowboys defeat the Broncos 19-18. to 18. What a game. Queensland derby does not disappoint. It was honestly a cracker. I was, we were on the couch watching the movie with mum, and I've got little KO on the phone trying to, <laughs> trying to enjoy the movie, but I just couldn't get my eyes off my buddy off the footy. It was incredible. So both teams were pretty solid. It was back and forth, entertaining footy. But Jason Tamalolo proves why he's the best forward in the NRL. Nice to see him back out there. He's back. He has 35 tackles. 20 runs for 231 metres, one try, one line break. That try was to tie it up, make it 18 all. Bit of footwork under the post, Bammy goes in for a meat pie. One offload, five tackle breaks. He's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Valentine Holmes comes down, kicks a field goal. We're talking here, Cowboys have now won four of their last five. Good work. They started... They started we were just about to say the same thing. They started off terribly. I'm going to say they started <laughs> shit. They were just, they didn't have an identity. They were, they were terrible. As you yeah. said, they were terrible. 
And Toddy Payton's come in. He's finally got some chemistry, got some identity about this side, and they're playing football. They've, they've recently just re-signed Scotty Drinkwater, 5A. I love that. So it's going to be interesting how far they can go, how they can, what team they can be this year because they're, they're moving nicely. The pieces are moving nicely for them. So, yeah, they were just not too strong on the weekend, just edged out the Bronx. We move on to Sunday. Manly defeat the Warriors 38-32. to Tommy T, baby. Tommy T, let's go. <laughs> now, both teams just, for me, need to learn how to defend because you're not going to win many games letting in 38 points or 32 points. But mm-hmm. I guess it came down to who had a better attack at the end, in the end. Just came down to one big throbber at the back. That's what it came down to. But the Warriors were the better side in the first 40. Manly were the better side in the second 40. And we know the difference is, I keep raving on, and Manly have now won four of their last five. And Tommy, Tommy T played all four of those games. <laughs> he certainly did. So there's still plenty of good signs, though, for the Warriors, in my opinion. I think Tohu Harris was fantastic. He actually saved my super coach. Oh, God. He got me the dub on the super coach. Shout out to MD. Sorry, brother. Just pipped you there. Big Tohu. He had 42 tackles, 14 runs, <laughs> one try, one line break assist. One line break for himself, one try assist, one offload, three tackle breaks. He was phenomenal. So we move on. I think, yeah, Manly were just too good. That is round nine done and dusted. So let's dive into some injuries. I believe we're missing the last game. Fuck. I always do this. (laughs) You've jumped the gun. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, on Sunday, Dragons defeat the Bulldogs 32 to 12. So this was a boring first half of footy for me. And then, oh, so boring. Yeah, the Dragons just exploded in the second 40. Just exploded. Dufty, Horny Vaughny, Bird, Normie, <laughs> all fantastic. All fantastic. Jack Bird was really good this game, I think. He's, he's, I'm just happy to see him playing. Touch wood, no injuries. Because he's off two ACL injuries. It's, it's been tragic. And he's really playing some good football. Yeah, He's he such is. a fucking devastating bull runner. So... But we discussed this before with the Bulldogs. It's just, I feel sorry for them. They're a tough side. Their forwards go forward. They provide offloads. And they just lack polish. Mm. Sorry, Popey. Yeah, sorry, bro. Like, we're watching the game. Forwards are creating that room. Offload, quick play the ball. And when you get that offload, it's just going to another big forward. And then they're just going straight again. You want that offload, quick offload, bang. Straight to a strike player. You full back. Your halves. Mm. They Hopefully cre- they can do some future building next year. You know, they've got some good signings. Josh Adokar, Matt Burton. Watch this space, though. There's some talks around that he's not. But anyway, um, you know, maybe next year's the year for the Bulldogs. Actually, on the Bulldogs, I've just got some reports coming through. Apparently, Bellamy on NRL 360 last night quotes about Brendan Smith. Brendan's situation is a little bit different. He's got two years to run on his contract and he's requested a release. Ooh. We love having Brandon at our club, and I think he loves playing with our club, but he wants to play a certain position for most of the time on the field. Obviously, the number nine. He wants to be a hooker. I'm pretty sure as well he's been told by New Zealand Rugby League, we want you to play hooker. You're our future hooker for however long you can play for, five, ten years. He's still young. Bellamy goes, at the end of the day, Brandon will be staying with us unless we get a good replacement for him for whatever club wants him. So obviously the Bulldogs are going to be linked, in yeah. my opinion. They need a hooker. That's their main, that's their main position. Mm. Just some creativity and spark out of, that, out of the ruck position, out of just bang. He just can run. He can pass. He'd be perfect. 
they need someone like him. So Bellamy finishes off with, they put up a good player that they think might be a fair swap. We think it is a fair swap. Then we will look at it. Until then, Brandon's staying with us. Keep your eyes peeled on that. Doggies need a hooker. Um, charges for the week. Brandon Smith from the Melbourne Storm is set to miss Magic Round. He has taken a one-week uh, guilty early plea. So he'll just miss the one week, which is unfortunate because Magic Round is fun. David Fafida is heading to the judiciary tonight to get his, or to hopefully for him, get his downgrade on his grade two. Um, should he get a downgrade, he'll be free to face the Panthers on Sunday. That was a high tackle, hey? Yeah, but if he's unsuccessful, he will miss Magic Round and Round 11. So watch this space. I guess we'll do a post on it on at Paddy's Playbook on Instagram to see what the results will be after today. Um, I personally think that he should be missing the two weeks. He knew what he did. He put his hand up straight away and apologized, but it's still illegal. Like, why should mm-hmm. he... We'll see. Maybe I I'm guess just was... not wanting him to play against the Panthers. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll move on. Parramatta 5'8", Dylan Brown has accepted a three-week um, ban on the sidelines, which we discussed earlier. Meanwhile, their centenaire, Corey, has also submitted a guilty plea, but for the moment he's banned for two weeks after his head high tackle on James Tedesco. That's a wrap. All good. Perfect, Sammy. All right. Round 10, magic round. Oh, yes. We've got our tips for the week. Let's put our tips and predictions in. Give the people what they want to hear. How did you go last week in your tipping? Six from eight every week. Every, you're every a- week is just six from eight. Like, I just want a full round. You're very consistent at that. I like it. All right. Friday night, 14th of May, Tigers v. the Knights. I've tipped the Knights. I've tipped the Newcastle Knights as well, but this is a match where the Tigers, they just win games they're not meant to and lose the ones they should. I think the Knights should be too strong, but I would not be surprised if the Tigers are revved up. Mm. Uh, next up, Manly via the Broncos. I've tipped Manly. I think your boy Tommy T will put on a bit of a show. Tommy T could be going for his fourth player of the week <laughs> of the year already. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm in love with the boy. Now, honestly, I think Manly should be too strong. Sad news for Brisbane with Paddy Carrigan going down with an ACL out for the remainder of the year. So I think Manly should be too strong. Next up, Bulldogs take on the Raiders. Uh, I've tipped the Raiders. Surely they have to bounce back this week. You would think so. This is like a 100% winnable game. I've tipped Raiders. They have to win. This is a must-win game. Yeah. If they lose this game, the shackles are going to be gone. It's going to be a runaway. Mm. It's, they're gone. So must-win for Raiders. Just to be near the eight, to sniff around that eight, because they lose too many more. They're going to slide down, and then who knows what's going to happen. Raiders. Next up, Sharks take on the Bunnies. I have tipped the Bunnies. I've tipped the Bunnies as well. Is Latrell back this week, or he's got one more? Next week. Next, okay. I think we're playing them next week, the Panthers, and I think he's back for that. Beautiful. That's going to be a cracker. All right, yeah, I'll tip Bunnies. They should be too strong. Their attack's ridiculous. Bennett's going to have them fired up after last week's pathetic efforts and performance. And I just feel sorry for Cronulla. Isn't it funny that both these two teams are playing each other and both of them lost zero points to the two top sides, Ooh, 50 to 48? I didn't think of that, yeah. That's, that's a good thought. Yeah, I think I just feel sorry for Cronulla. I said it last week. Their fans, their players, the board's given up. They don't give a shit about this year, so Rabbits should be too strong. Yeah. 
Um, next up, Roosters take on the Cowboys. I've tipped the Roosters. I've tipped the Sydney Roosters as well, but only because in our tipping comp, I'm not going to make too many risks right now. I'm just going to play it safe. But I genuinely think the North Queensland Cowboys, up there in Queensland at Suncorp Stadium, it's not their home, but it's their home state, are going to be fucking raring to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely raring. Roosters are just depleted. They still put on a pretty good performance against the Eels. They did, but so. I'm not going to be surprised if the Cowboys edge them out. It's going to be, this should be a really good game. Yeah. Really good game. Next up, we have Warriors take on the Eels up at Suncorp for Magic Round. I've tipped the Eels. Tip Parramatta as well, but I genuinely think this is another one the Warriors can win. The Eels are without Nia Cora, Dylan Brown, and we touched base before on, or we, I think we were talking off air, how the Eels might not have a certain amount of players they're not allowed to play because of the bubble. Mm-hmm. Like Brad Arthur's son was meant to make his debut this week, but apparently he can't because of the COVID protocols, even though apparently he's living with his yeah, that doesn't really make his dad sense. at home, the head coach of the Parramatta Eels. So we'll see. It's I've tipped the Eels, but they're, they're obviously the better side. They're playing yeah. great football. And Reed, their little hooker, Reed might be out. He hopped a HIA. I'm not sure the, how the... Oh, yeah, he was taken off. The protocols with him will go. But if he's missing and your big strike center is playing great... So if anyone, wants to, a, if anyone wants to take a risk on tipping, this might be the game for it. I think this might be the game. Anyway. We'll I've wait till team list. Yeah, I've tipped deals too. Sunday, uh, Storm v. the Dragons. I think the Storm will win this game. I've tipped the Storm. Yeah. Melbourne will win this game. Um, I think they've got some ridiculous record at Suncorp. Mm. Like they haven't lost in since like 2016 or something. Wow. Like it's, I think they've won like 23 straight games at Suncorp or something ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, something ridiculous. So I can't see them losing this one. And lastly for Sunday, Titans take on our mighty Penrith Panthers. I have tipped the Penrith Panthers and I'm hoping that David Fafita. <laughs> that sounds so bad, but I hope that he is not playing. Yeah, I've tipped Penrith as well. Keep your eyes peeled tonight for Fafita if he misses the game or if he's eligible to play. But I think Penrith, just they're rolling. Hopefully they can get the chockies here. So another episode done and dusted. Sammy J, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Have fun during Magic Round. And um, yeah, good luck with everyone's tipping. Grateful you're a little superstar. Hope you enjoyed that one, guys. Let's go. Thank you for listening to Paddy's Playbook. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to check out our Instagram page, at Paddy's Playbook. We post fun, engaging content every single day. Once again, we really appreciate your support. See you next time. Let's go.